Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, I, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to live in a manner worthy of the call you have received, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another through love, striving to preserve the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace, one body and one Spirit, as you were also called to the one hope of your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. And he gave some as apostles, others as prophets, others as evangelists, others as pastors and teachers, to equip the holy ones for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of faith and knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the extent of the full stature of Christ. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Their message goes out through all the earth. Their message goes out through all the earth. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament proclaims His handiwork. Day pours out the word to day, and night to night imparts knowledge. Their message goes out through all the earth. Not a word nor a discourse whose voice is not heard. Through all the earth their voice resounds, and to the ends of the world their message. Their message goes out through all the earth. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. We praise you, O God, we acclaim you as Lord. The glorious company of apostles praise you. Alleluia, Alleluia. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory be to you, O Lord. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the customs post. He said to him, Follow me. And he got up and followed him. While he was at table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat with Jesus and his disciples. The Pharisees saw this and said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? He heard this and said, Those who are well do not need a physician, but the sick do. Go and learn the meaning of the words, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Lord Jesus Christ. Saint Matthew, we hear his name so frequently every time there's a reading from his Gospel, and this is why he is called an evangelist. He is one of the four Gospel writers. Matthew, Mark, 
Luke and John, privileged as Paul writes here in the first reading to the Ephesians, privileged to have that special gift of being an evangelist. God calls different people to fulfill different roles in the body of Christ. Matthew was also an apostle, one of the twelve, chosen to be one of the cornerstone, one of the, well, Christ Jesus himself is the, the capstone and the foundational stones of the church being the, uh, the apostles, and Matthew, of course, is one of them. He, like the other apostles, except for St. John, was also a martyr, and hence we wear red. But we have uh, here a clear lesson the f it wasn't the fact that Matthew wrote one of the Gospels that makes him a saint. And that's important to understand. That's not what makes him holy. That's a gift given just as these other gifts that uh, Paul mentions, prophets, teachers, pastors. The fact that Matthew was an apostle, that's not what made him holy Look at Judas. It's possible to have a gift that one possesses for the building up of the body of Christ. Gift of ministry, gift of preaching, and yet not be holy. What makes us holy is virtue, that we are living out the will of God in all the various virtues that we're called to exercise the good habits that we are called to form, and being obedient to that will and spirit of God. Matthew was. That's why we honor him as a saint, and we talk about and appreciate and reflect on his role in these other ways as well. Being an evangelist, you know, we hear a reading from the Gospel according to Matthew, the Gospel according to Mark, Luke, John, it's not that it's a different message. It's a different document. So we use the word gospel in two different ways. There's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, there's only one gospel of Jesus Christ. The good news that Jesus Christ brings to humanity. Revealing the Father, showing us the path to salvation, announcing that He's dying for our sins and conquering death. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the good news of Jesus, the message of Jesus. There is only one gospel. When we say the gospel according to Matthew, according to Mark, according to Luke, and according to John, we're talking about documents that they wrote about the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it's not that there's a gospel of Jesus, a gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and whatever else. No. There's the one gospel of Jesus Christ. And these evangelists are looking at that one gospel. And the reason there are four of them is that they're looking at it from their own particular angle, from their own particular perspective, and writing for different audiences in order to make different points. But they are all points of the one indivisible, unchanging gospel. One of the characteristics of Matthew, for example, is that he's writing to a Jewish audience. So you will see in Matthew's gospel more quotes from the Old Testament than you will see, for example, in John's gospel. 
Matthew's Gospel, quoting from the Old Testament to show the Jewish audience who knew the Old Testament inside out that, look, what you have been looking forward to for all these centuries is fulfilled now in Jesus Christ. The Gospels reflecting the one Gospel. We can think about that in terms of, even though they are not in any way at, on the level of the Gospels, because the Gospels are the inspired Word of God, but when you have different documents of the church, different documents of uh, various um, popes, encyclicals, for example, you have encyclicals of John Paul II, like, like, like the Gospel of Life, and you have encyclicals of all the different popes, these are, again, reflections, documents that are reflecting on various aspects of the one and only gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, those documents are not on the level of the Word of God, like the gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are. But nevertheless, they call us to a deeper understanding of that same teaching. Matthew shows us, too, the mercy of this Jesus who comes, and the urgency of his call, because Matthew was a tax collector. You know, listen to these readings here today. And it's like, what was wrong with the tax collectors? Well, they were dishonest. The people didn't know how much money they owed to the Roman Empire. And so the tax collectors could basically tell them whatever they wanted to tell them. You owe this much, you know, and then they give whatever is due to Rome and they kept, kept the rest themselves. They were known to be dishonest, crooked people. Plus, the people didn't like it because they represented the, the occupying power, you know, of Rome. So, but Jesus looks at Matthew and says, follow me. And other tax collectors came and sat and ate with Jesus. The Pharisees don't understand this openness to the person. Matthew's a person. Yeah, he's a tax collector, but Jesus says, I want you to follow me. I want you to accept salvation, conversion, and then even be an apostle and evangelist. He calls us too, sinful as we are. And notice, he doesn't minimize the sin. Some people say, oh yeah, look, Jesus ate with the tax collectors and the sinners. And they use that as a silly, lame excuse to blur the distinction between sin and virtue. To relativize the distinction. You can do no such thing. Because Jesus, in responding to the objection of the Pharisees, doesn't say they aren't sinners. He says they are. He says sick people need a doctor. He's calling them sick. I have come to call, not call the righteous, but sinners. He's calling them sinners. And this is a balance that we have to recover in the church today. Welcoming everybody does not mean minimizing the sin. Oh, we welcome everybody, you know. That doesn't mean you can do what you want. Oh, well, we welcome everybody. All are welcome here. That doesn't mean you can believe what you want. Everyone is welcome in the church. That doesn't mean you write your own commandments. When we say everyone is welcome, when Jesus welcomed the tax collectors and the sinners, He called them to change. 
And then this is the part we've lost. We, we, we've lost half of the whole equation. How is it that we've, we've become, as an institution I'm talking about, and a, 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 as a people, how is it that we've become so dumb that we just say, we, we say the first part of the sentence and we, we drop the second part? Oh, everybody's welcome, everybody's welcome. But okay, uh, so I'm going to accept the invitation and I'm going to come. You think they didn't hear a message from Jesus when they sat down with him at table? The tax collectors and the sinners came. They sat with Jesus and his disciples to do what? Just to fill their stomachs? Or do you think that maybe Jesus had a message for them? Of course he had a message. We see the message in the Gospels. All are welcome here. All are welcome. Yeah. And you're welcome to come. And hear a message about sin and about virtue, about right and about wrong, about the laws of God and the path to salvation. And you're, you're, you're welcome to come and hear a message of warning about damnation. All are welcome. All are called to change to be transformed, to accept the glorious gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to live as he taught. Don't dilute that to which you are inviting everyone to come. St. Matthew, you have written one of the gospels that reflect to us the one indivisible gospel of Jesus. May we hear it, may we absorb it, may we understand it, may we let it change us. May we repent of the sins of which we are guilty just as you repented of yours. And may we bring about the full glory of the kingdom of God on earth. St. Matthew, apostle and evangelist, pray for us. Amen. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.